Laura, it's great that you've joined us for an episode. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Listen, I'd love to get started. I know we're in your beautiful Hotel Indigo in downtown and you are the, the general manager, but I'd love if we could just reverse it a little bit, just so you can give the audience a little bit of insight of how you got into the wonderful world of hospitality. Well, I was very young and it, I was uh, I grew up in a village called Copthorne in West Sussex, which is about 40 miles south of London. And I was waiting for a bus with a friend of mine and it was raining and we still had about 20 minutes to wait for the bus. So I said to her, why don't we go into that hotel over there? It was just 21 bedrooms, just shelter from the rain and we could just make some conversation and pretend we want a job or something. So that's what we did. And uh, it was uh, a big Greek man. And so we asked him, have you got any jobs? And uh, we're just looking for something at the weekends. And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. You can start on Friday. And that's how it went. Uh, and I've worked in a hotel ever since. So from that fateful day of rain in Copthorne Village, here I am in and the sun. In sunny <laughs> Dubai, I was going to say. So you've obviously made the transition from the UK over to the Middle East. Can you kind of talk about that transition, maybe some challenges or the differences you've seen between both places? Oh, well, the differences would be here till tomorrow if we spoke about all the differences. But uh, it's it was challenging, no doubt about it. But still the best decision I ever made. I always wanted to work abroad and um, really loved the Middle East. And obviously, fortunately, being in hotels, it was quite, um, and working for an international organization, it was um, quite easy in the fact that obviously you've got some similarities. You know, I was managing a, ho a Holiday Inn in the UK, many Holiday Inns before I moved to the Holiday Inn in Muscat. So there was some similarities there, of course, um, from the brand and the systems and all those types of things and, you know, certain people and whatnot. So that, that certainly made it a bit easier. But um, in terms of the business dynamics and the environment, of course, it's completely different, but positively different, I would say. Amazing. And I, I read a, a piece about you in the Hotelier Middle East interview, and you described your appointment as the first female GM in IHG at the age of 28. Can you talk about this pretty much incredible opportunity? So, yeah, that came about, yeah. I, it was an incredible opportunity and it was, of course, without like, I like to think that I didn't really think about it because if I knew what I knew now, I probably wouldn't have done it. But the opportunity came up as a result of a talent succession planning uh, leadership event that I attended and I was asked if I'd be interested in moving to the Middle East and it took me to Oman, so somewhere that I'd never been before. And I, I went for an interview in Oman and it was really surreal and flew back to London and uh, I was told it's an urgent appointment so you need to accept or decline by the end of the day. So I sat in my office in London and I was so torn, what was I gonna do? And I called someone, a friend of mine, and literally did a pros and cons and here we are. So uh, it, it certainly worked out for me. And yeah, I think any big change in life is, I mean, every big change I've made in my life has worked out for the best. So I'm really, really grateful and fortunate that I was given the opportunity and that I took it. Amazing. And I'd love to just kind of dig into this point a little bit because I used to be in the hotel game on the operational side. Now I'm, I'm on the other side. But <clears throat> I always felt that as a, as a young individual in the industry, becoming a hotel manager or a GM at a young age, God forbid your 20s, was just was impossible, right? Because it was done on tenure and it was, it was very difficult to rise to the ranks at a young age. If you were speaking to a younger person now, what advice would you give them to kind of keep going in the industry 
even if you feel like maybe older people are getting more opportunities? Well, um, I do recognize that I'm incredibly fortunate and I do often say to people, don't compare yourself to me because comparison is often the feat of joy. Um, I was very fortunate that I'd worked for the owner of the hotels that uh, gave me my first opportunity for very many years. Um, and it was only because I had an alternative opportunity outside that I was afforded the opportunity of the general manager role in one of his hotels, my first general manager role. Um, so I don't think you should compare. And I realize I am a very, very unique um, story. Um, but I am fiercely, fiercely driven. Like I'm so driven, it irritates me. If I could critique myself, I don't think I should be as driven as I am. And I, I certainly had that ambition the whole way through working in the hotel. Then I chose my um, educational studies based on um, the fact that I wanted to to work in hotels. So I feel very fortunate that I found my calling in life at such a young age. And I always just focused my energy and attention on that and how um, how I was able to, to grow. So, um, and I also think like you have to take some risks. So, you know, I joined the IHG Managed Estate in the UK at a very young age. I was 26 when I joined there. And it was a big risk because in fact, I remember in the interview, one of the asset managers said to me, at the minute, you're a very big, very small fish. No, very big fish in a very small pond. But this is going to be the reverse. And I was a bit like, oh, maybe I don't want that. But then I was like, oh, what, what's the worst that can happen? And really, what is the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. And if it doesn't work out, then there'll always be something else. So I would really encourage people to take risks and obviously self-belief. I think self-belief is really, really important. And have people around you that you can really trust and open up to and you know share your concerns that have some relevance and understanding to the environment that you work in. Uh, I have a lady who I met um, when I was very young and I sort of regard her as my work mum. She's retired now, but still works in hotels and I still call her now and, you know, keep her, keep her abreast of what's going on in my career and, you know, seek her advice on things because uh, I do think that that's really important. So almost finding a mentor, taking risks and self-belief. Amazing. Listen, I'll, I'm going off script a little bit, but staying on this topic because it is something I'm very passionate about. It's one of the reasons within the podcast is because I think hospitality is an amazing career. I think it gives you opportunities all across the world, even though I'm on the tech side of it now. It's still another example of how you can be involved in hospitality. But I find like a lot of younger people either don't stay in the industry because they're not getting the opportunities or don't even see it as like a career choice. And then they're leaving to other, you know, like startup companies or investment banking or whatnot, because they get opportunities at a young age to grow. And then the salary would reflect their growth in it. And I feel like there, there seems to be a disconnect with hospitality as a career, getting younger people in even more so difficult now after COVID. Do you think there's things that leaders can do in the space to encourage more to younger people to come in? Yeah, definitely. And I definitely think it's about sharing experiences. And like you say, there's so much you can do in hospitality. I mean, it's it's business management at the end of the day. So, you know, it, I do think that you everybody needs to start somewhere. And I think internships and getting involved in uh, all of those types of things really, really um, impact, you know, how, how someone, you know, grows their career. Um, but I do think we need to do more, especially with the, the crisis with the uh, recruitment especially in Europe as you say I have many friends that are running hotels and are running at you know 30% occupancy because they haven't got anyone to service the rooms etc but I think it is an educational piece and letting people know exactly what you can do in hospitality and it's not necessarily just waiting tables and cleaning rooms even if that's where you actually start 
Um, but the opportunities are, are pretty much endless. And I do think that sharing, you know, people's careers and, you know, how you can sort of change direction and how the industry is constantly diversifying. So roles that we are sort of seeing coming in now of real, real importance. I mean, the importance of sustainability and sustainability management, etc. We didn't even really consider 10 years ago. So, um, so those types of things, like it's an ever evolving industry. And I think it's really important that you know, as industry leaders, we share those these opportunities with people and how things do evolve. Definitely. I think the educational piece is perfect because even if you look now at, with Zoom, people are able to work remotely and obviously that's the one thing hotels probably can't offer to, to people. But um, but yeah, I suppose moving on and maybe another point, I remember when I was working in, in hospitality, especially on the F&B side, I remember the long hours, the weekend work. And I think there's still a little bit of a stigma around the long hours and the work-life balance. Um, and I know you might have a, a take on this, but I'd love to hear what you think and how you manage that as a leader. So I I get a bit upset that sometimes we still think that it's okay for people to be working 16, 16 hours a day. Like it's certainly not necessary and it shouldn't be necessary. I realize, of course, everyone is different and I, I can certainly reflect on some colleagues that I have in the hotel that love to be here and I love that they love to be here and this is where they're comfortable and we sort of make a few jokes like they don't go home because this is their comfort zone and that's okay if that's what you want to do but I do think creating and fostering a culture where people don't feel that that's how they have to do it and everyone has you know different home lives and different commitments outside of work but for me I certainly don't work really long hours I certainly don't aspire to of course when the business commands it and I'll be here on a Saturday night if we have a, a, a fun party or whatever where I need to meet the clients and things like that but I think um the the importance is that the the leader creates a culture where people feel they can you know okay you're working on Saturday night why don't you leave a bit early on Friday there's there's no need to just hang around for the sake of hanging around and I like to think I'm really productive so when I'm here I'm working you know and I'm really really focused on getting things done and multitasking so that I can leave at a reasonable time of an evening you know on 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 a regular day but I think it's um especially in the you know the, as the the world changes and we put more focus on well-being I think there is such a shift and people are really really considering well-being and you don't need to work such long hours you certainly you sh- certainly shouldn't need to and somebody needs to look at why if um if there is that but it shouldn't be a culture that's born in the hotel but I realize there is like people almost celebrate really, really long hours, which doesn't really compute with me. I'm sort of the opposite. Like I celebrate if it's a short day and you've achieved loads. So I think productivity is uh, is key to all of this and educating people on productivity and uh, making sure that, you know, anything that you have too much of, yeah, you get bored of. And I think that's where I'm fortunate that I've always loved all of my jobs and loved all of my hotels, but I've also balanced them really well with my personal life. So I, d- I have... I don't have time to get bored. Is that something you love, the variety of each day? Yeah, I really do. I really do. I love the variety of each day. I love that you never know what's going to happen or who you're going to meet. And you meet some really cool people through the door, through different through different mediums. You know, sometimes I, I get an email that's something that I wouldn't usually expect. And there's some really cool things that come through. So yeah, I love the variety. And I love that sometimes I don't know how long I'm going to be working. So I actually did work late last night, but then decided I'd join for an iftar because I hadn't tried the iftar offering yet. I wasn't here when uh, when we did all the trials. So then I end up staying later. I eat, then I see some guests that I like chatting to and so on and so forth. And then it does work out a long day, but but it's a fun long day. It's not, I'm forced to be here because I can't leave because my boss is watching or any of that nonsense that we know in hotels exists, sadly. 
for sure. We touched on it a, a little bit earlier, I suppose you are, and I don't think it'd be wrong saying a female icon in the industry over here and a guiding light. Um, and I think representation is one of those really important things, right? We talked about it before. If you can see someone who, who looks like you in a position that you one day want to get, it makes it, it seems achievable to you. So for all of the kind of maybe just touching on maybe aspiring younger female leaders in the industry, what advice would you give them? Maybe one or two things as they move through the ranks. Well, firstly, thank you. That's a really nice thing to say. Um, I would give advice again, like back to the self-belief thing, like you really need to believe in yourself and not worry that you might not be at the same stage that somebody else is or your career might look slightly different. Like you sort of have to find your own, not necessarily a career ladder, but more of a career lattice. You know, you, you find your own way and don't hesitate to reach out to people. Like I'm incredibly flattered. Lots of people do reach out to me via LinkedIn, etc asking me for tips and advice and I do think it's like find your own path you know believe in yourself and take risks because really what is the worst that can happen like it's okay and if it doesn't work for you or if that door doesn't open it's not your door and I I do sort of really try and focus on that and um yeah and make decisions that really benefit you and reflect you and sort of take advice from other people but equally you know yourself better than anybody else. So, you know, be at one with, with your own thoughts and your own, you know, capabilities, as it were. Amazing. On your career, which has been an incredible one so far, and it might be difficult to pick out a, a highlight, but if you were to kind of track back, would there be any moment, I suppose, that stands out and a reason why it stands out? I feel really fortunate that that's a really difficult question for me. I feel so fortunate that I absolutely love what I do and I really I really aspire to make sure that other people love their jobs as much as I do. So I couldn't tell you, but there's there's so many little things, but I think probably like what resonates with me most here is the team that I've created at Hotel Indigo. Like I love my team. I feel so fortunate that I work with people every day that I think so much of. And we're all so different. We're all from different walks of life. I love the diversity. I love how different it all is. I love that everyone, I, I feel like I learn something new every day, even if it's just something really simple about someone or something like that. So I think it's probably, yeah, I would say like the team that I've created here, like I feel it's very wholesome, very just, just great. So um, I'm really proud of that. And of course, this hotel, like I'm really proud of everything we achieved here, opening a hotel during COVID, which we now look back on, we, we reflect on it and we laugh, but at the time we certainly were not laughing. Um, yeah, so I think Hotel Indigo and I think one thing I'm really fortunate about is that every job I've ever had, I've really loved and leaving and moving on. It's always been like, oh, don't fix what isn't broken, but it's always got a bit better. So I'm really hoping that this trend of my career can continue and that the next opportunity I take, I will love more than here. Although even saying that makes me think, ah, impossible, no way. <laughs> Just on Hotel Indigo for a second, because I've always thought like the brand of the property is not just the, the logo that's on the outside. It's actually the people involved in it. Because if you talk about any great stay, you usually remember that great waiter or waitress or the concierge or, you know, that fun chat you had with someone. If you were to say like, what are the cultural things of Hotel Indigo that you think when guests come here and then they leave, this is maybe the feeling they get leaving Hotel Indigo? So we're obviously, of course, very lucky that the hotel looks as lovely as it does, but I massively 
similar thoughts to you. Like I believe that it's what's on the inside that really counts and that's where the substance is. And we see all that from all our guest sentiment analysis, et cetera, that we are very fortunate that we have a really, really cool team here. And I think that's been created from the culture and a very big focus on following our strategy for recruitment, which was very much we wanted people with that were had huge potential over pedigree so you won't find anyone working in this team that's been working in hotels for 25 years it's a very young team a very aspirational team and we really give them room to be themselves and I want people to be exactly who they are and express themselves with with our guests and we see it's really well reflected in our reviews so I think encouraging just again like a really nice place to work and that's probably one of my biggest focus points and focus areas and making sure like I'm very, very invested in different colleagues and asking, you know, checking in with their managers. Is he okay? Is she okay? What do they need? How can they grow? Because I also think that that's really important that people always believe that there's an opportunity greater ahead of them and how we're going to get there. So really making sure we're guiding people and celebrating how much they have brought this brand to life and this hotel and how important they are. And, you know, I always insist that the people really do make the party. And I think that that's, that's evident in, in hospitality. You know, it's a, you wouldn't go to a bar that wasn't full of people that you didn't really enjoy and didn't want to be around. And it's a vibe and it's a feeling. And I, I think that that's really what counts. I love hearing that. It's why there should be more younger leaders because I literally say, even my own hiring team, you hire talent and then give them the autonomy to actually put that talent to work. Absolutely. Don't micromanage them. Let them be free and let them be creative and they respect it so much more. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I feel like I've been really fortunate that people have had a lot of belief in me and uh, that has you know, fueled my career, so to speak. You know, I I look back on the the owner that first gave me the opportunity when I was really young and I kept saying to him, but what if I can't do it? What if I can't do it? And what if people think this? And what if people think that? And he's like, why are you worried about that? I think you can do it. In fact, I know you can do it. So get on and do it and stop worrying about anything else. And the way that he was just so clear cut about it. And yes, you can do it. And, you know, and there were, <laughs> there were some times that I really didn't think I could, but as things started to unravel and settle and all those types of things, I was like, okay, this, this is good. So, um, so yeah, I want to make sure that other people have the same opportunities where possible or the same belief in them that, that I had when Amazing. I was growing. Well, listen, we maybe a nice way to finish off before we go into a bit of a, a fun quick fire. We just touched on uh, that gentleman who gave you that chance back in the UK. What do you miss most about the UK? It can be personal or business. And then maybe what do you love most about Dubai, Middle East? Uh, so, of course, at home, your home is really where your heart is. And mine definitely still is in London with my family and friends. I'm very fortunate that I have lots of rich relationships um, and I miss and cherish all of those people every day. So, absolutely, if I could move all of my friends and family here, it would just be the most perfect place. And of course, I just love the Dubai life and I love the weather. I love the sunshine. I love that I don't even need to consider an umbrella, all things like that. Whereas obviously when I go home, I, after it's rained consistently for six days, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go back to Dubai now. I'm an Irishman here. So. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's uh, weather here, friends there. Amazing. Bit of a fun quick fire to finish off. And uh, you can pick Hotel Indigo and you can pick IHG for any of the hotel related questions. But first, if you were doing a holiday, is it um, city or resort country? Beach, what would you 
oh, I'm really not fussy when it comes to holidays. Okay. <laughs> Wherever. Yeah. If I've not been there, I want to go there, put it that way. Um, but I do like to keep busy. So I would probably say city. We're obviously, you know, Dubai has obviously been one of the more fortunate cities when it comes to COVID and, and being open. But now that the rest of the world seems to be on that trajectory, is there a, a bucket list destination that you are attempting to visit over the next couple of years? That I would love to go to Nepal, actually. And that's taking inspiration from what some of the colleagues, the Nepalese colleagues, tell me about Nepal in the colleague cafeteria. So that's actually next on my to-do list. Oh, amazing. Good to hear. Favorite hotel in Dubai? <laughs> that's not Hotel Indigo. <laughs> Difficult, I know. <laughs> um, I, I think we're incredibly fortunate in Dubai because there are so many amazing hotels. I don't even know. Um, I honestly... Oh, I don't know. I love the Grosvenor House. Um, I love the brunch at Grosvenor House. I'm so typically British in that I love brunch. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. We're spoilt for choice. And I think that that's a really nice thing. Like there's so much, um, so many amazing hotels in Dubai. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sorry I can't answer. Political. Can we just stick with Hotel Indigo <laughs> because it is yeah, the best? <laughs> I like it. And final one. I know you, and it's a nice way to maybe round it off because you got that opportunity when you were younger from this gentleman who gave you that chance. Is there anyone in the industry yourself that, you know, you look up to or you admire even as a peer or, or as someone as a mentor? Is there anyone that... Uh... There is actually. And she is the general manager of one of the Jamira properties. So Jamie Simpson. I think Jamie is just the best leader ever. I love that she has a rock star life, has amazing social life. She's a absolutely brilliant mother to three young children and she runs an amazing hotel. Like I think Jamie is a hotel god. A, no, just a god. I think she's a goddess. She's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I would say Jamie Simpson. Amazing. And Jamie's on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So we might play this video snippet of it before we start. <laughs> oh, don't. She'll probably be embarrassed. And she said something similar about you. <laughs> oh, great. she's she's brilliant. So I think she does a great job at showing female leaders how you can have it all. You just need a bit of help. Laura, what a great way to finish. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much.